Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we'll be discussing navigating the spiritual ego. So spiritual ego is defined as a mind that is infused with spiritual ideas and beliefs. It's the idea and identity of yourself as being spiritually evolved. So in this episode, I want to talk about, first of all, what is the spiritual ego? What are some of the trappings of the spiritual ego and ultimately how to navigate? Because we all ultimately have an ego and we most certainly, if we're on the spiritual healing pathway, we're probably going to be interrupted by our spiritual ego. So in this episode, I want to talk, give it some tips and talk about how to deal with and navigate the spiritual ego. So the ego, as well as the spiritual ego, are not inherently bad. It's just it has a role, it has a function, and I see the ego as a sort of cocoon. And, you know, the spirit is the caterpillar that's going to ultimately evolve into the butterfly. So we need the cocoon, but ultimately the cocoon is not who we are. So when we identify with the, the ego or the cocoon, we lack the ability to be self-aware, and ultimately we're not operating out of our true authentic selves. So when we outgrow our surroundings and we are shifting into an expanded level of consciousness, we're having a spiritual awakening, you know, the ego is going to have a death since ultimately we're outgrowing that which no longer contains us. We've outgrown our cocoon, and that cocoon is dissolving, it's, it's dying. So with each level that we rise spiritually, we develop a new ego that can contain us, and with each level that we, that we evolve, which e- with each spiritual transformation, the ego is going to have a death. Uh, in reality, the ego doesn't die, it just transforms. So what we call an ego death is just the container which was holding us, uh, our level of consciousness is now expanding and that, uh, therefore the ego, the container now has to expand to fit that which we are expanding to. So it's easy to get confused about the spiritual ego when we're spiritually awakening, when we're having a, a spiritual awakening. So this is because with an ego death and the awakening to our true spiritual nature, we come to believe that the ego has died and it no longer exists, uh, that all that is left is our spiritual nature. You know, in reality, it has not. It has simply transformed. So we believe the ego to be something, let's say, material or lower conscious or mundane, and, and thus it dissolves when we enter into the spiritual world. You know, we think we've escaped all its selfish trappings, all, its, uh, all the things that the ego does to defend itself. We think we're above it all. Now, this is where we get duped. So we start to begin to believe that we're becoming more spiritual, that our ego is no longer, and we are pure divine consciousness, love and light. It's all good, right? In reality, we always have an ego, and as human beings, we are always a combination of good, bad, you know, dark, light. We have shadows. We have, we have, uh, we're a body. We have a soul. So there's obviously duality, a lot of contradictions. And without accepting this truth, we are subject to getting duped. And, and thus we develop a, a spiritual ego that oftentimes engages in many self-deceptive behaviors, defense mechanisms, uh, just like the regular ego, to avoid accountability and ultimately avoid an ego death and an ego transformation. So when we are unaware of the potential threats that a spiritual ego brings, when we're on this spiritual awakening path, then we can become more egotistical, uh, arrogant, controlling, and narcissistic, all in the name of spirituality, you know, using spirituality uh, to, to prop us up, make us feel better than, uh, thinking that we're evolving spiritually, but in reality, we are not. 
You know, we think we are spiritually refining our character, but in reality, we are oftentimes just spiritually bypassing. And this can actually be quite dangerous. And I'm going to talk about shortly some of the effects of somebody who is not aware of the spiritual ego and how it can ultimately affect uh, our lives. So as I mentioned, the ego is not necessarily a bad thing. It's something that even as we awaken spiritually, we're going to have an ego that dies, but ultimately transforms. So it can now hold the new level of consciousness or new level of spiritual awareness. So I'm gonna go through some of the signs that we may be operating without, even without knowing from a spiritual ego and some of the pitfalls that may occur if we don't really know the difference between the spiritual ego and our true divine spiritually conscious self. So firstly is comparison. Somebody who operates out of a spiritual ego is constantly comparing their spiritual growth to other people, is constantly seeing uh, someone who's more spiritually evolved as better and someone who's not as less than. So constant comparisons are usually judging. Uh, this is uh, judging other people or even judging themselves. Not, you know, not good enough or not spiritual enough or not spiritually refined. Just simply not accepting their present state of being. So ultimately when we're refining our character, there has to be an element of acceptance, accepting who we are and realizing that we are constantly evolving. But somebody who's operating out of a spiritual ego will have a hard time accepting their present moment awareness, pr their present existence, their present level of consciousness, always thinking that the next level of spiritual awareness will bring, will bring uh, peace, will bring happiness. Next is spiritually bypassing. You see this very often. Somebody who's operating out of a spiritual ego will not necessarily be, again, accepting where they are, will not be accepting their shadow self, their darkness, their negative thoughts, thinking that those things are simply, uh, you know, not, not good, not conducive to spiritual people. You know, the good vibes only or the toxic positivity where you see these individuals who will simply just disconnect from anything that's not perfect, that doesn't fit their ideal spiritual uh, idea of who they are. So ultimately, they'll spiritually bypass and just simply focus on the only things that they want to be seen as. Oftentimes, they'll see negativity as something that's wrong with you and, you know, you're not spiritual enough. Oftentimes, they'll use if-only statements, right? If only I was more spiritual, uh, if only I worked a little bit harder, if only I was a better person, then I wouldn't have these negative thoughts, negative ideas, these, you know, ultimately, if we have an ego, we're going to have these elements as a part of who we are. And because you're human, it's not because you're not spiritual enough. So ultimately, someone who's operating out of the spiritual ego will constantly be seeing this negativity as something that's bad, something that's wrong, and something that, something that needs to be done away with. The next is just attached to a routine in order to keep their spiritual state. So oftentimes they're attached to being perfect or being uh, constantly feeling good or feeling happy. And as a result, they'll be heavily focused on what they're doing as opposed to just being. So somebody who's ego identified, who's spiritually ego identified will be very much constantly evolving, constantly growing, not a whole lot of just peace, not a whole lot of present moment awareness. Next is there's going to be an element of abhorring any negative emotions or unacceptable drives. Oftentimes this includes any sexual drives or materialistic drives. Oftentimes just cutting them off and denying them entirely. And, and usually when this happens, they're projecting them onto other people and then judging those individuals for having them. Uh, you see this very often when somebody's operating have a spiritual uh, ego. Uh, rejecting the shadow, you know, seeing the shadow is bad, saying, oh, we're only love, we're only light, right? Like I mentioned. So constantly just denying their shadow self uh, heavily just heavily focused on the positive and just fighting any acceptance of one's darkness, one's shadow self, uh, sees physicality as less spiritual and something to be avoided. So this is where you'll see they'll be very heavily focused on the higher chakras, you know, the third eye and just higher consciousness. You know, the, the lower chakras are something to be sort of just tolerated and, and not fully integrated. 
uh, seeing lower chakras or earthly elements as just not part of oneself or denying it entirely and even ashamed of, of one's physical need. And ultimately, if we're a human being, we are spirits in a physical body. Both of these elements are extremely important in order to have this experience. So somebody who's spiritually uh, just operating out of spiritual ego will be ashamed of any physicality when in reality, this simply is is not something to be ashamed of. It's, it's part of the human experience. Next, someone who's operating out of spiritual ego will see spirituality, spiritual insights, uh, spiritual realms in general as something that is reserved for those who are special, who are lucky, who are gifted. Uh, oftentimes, they'll just pedestal those who are enlightened and, and look down upon anybody who is not enlightened. You know, they'll see enlightenment as those you know people who are enlightened as better. And oftentimes, they'll just shame anybody who doesn't know as much of them as they do. Uh, they'll Oftentimes, they'll believe that insights are from themselves. So ultimately, insights do not come from the individual. They are downloaded from the higher consciousness, from, from the individual's higher self. Uh, but somebody who's operating out of, out of uh, spiritual ego will become, in essence, they'll become arrogant. They'll think, oh, this is my insights. This is my awareness. Uh, and usually, they'll, lose, they'll use spirituality to, to boost their self-esteem or their self-identity. You know, I know more knowledge, and therefore, I'm better you'll see somebody who's operating out of a spiritual ego, their actions will not usually align with their spiritual teachings and the things that they uh, preach or that they believe to be true. Uh, you see this with gurus who will oftentimes just talk about how, you know, this is the ideal self and oftentimes refer to themselves as being this ideal self, but in reality, their actions are not aligning. Uh, usually they'll take everything personal. You know, people who don't agree with them are their spiritual beliefs are wrong or bad, and therefore it's an attack against them, right? So they'll just become very ego identified, very defensive, very judgmental towards anybody who doesn't agree with them. Uh, use spiritual jargon, right? To explain away toxic behavior, you see this relentlessly throughout the spiritual community, uh, usually seen in spiritual narcissists who will defend their mistakes, their abusive, toxic behavior. You know, they'll shirk responsibility as, as a guru, as a spiritual leader, uh, and ultimately they'll just feed off other people's uh, ignorance using uh, very popular you know, jargon, very uh, popular spiritual verbiage. They'll usually be arrogant, you know, not humble because they're operating out of ego, so ultimately, they're, they're feeding that, that ego self, and therefore, they'll become more and more arrogant the more knowledge they become, they have, uh, the more power they get. You know, they'll use, they'll use their superiority, their insights to humili humiliate, you know, even bully others who are less aware, less conscious. Uh, they'll identify with, with this perfect idea of themselves as opposed to who they truly are, right? You'll see spiritual perfectionism, right? They won't even accept any feedback or self-reflection of the fact that they may not be perfect. And ultimately, they'll look for that spiritual perfection and then identify with this perfect self and then reject anything that doesn't fit or align with this idea of who they are. Next sign that you might be operating or somebody might be operating out of the spiritual ego is that they'll oftentimes label things as good or bad as opposed to just accepting that this experience is something to be learned from or grow. So this will oftentimes happen. Usually it'll be very self-avoidant. Somebody who is ego-identified in the spiritual realm will not want to, again, look at their shadow self, look at their authentic self because they may uh, reveal character traits or parts of themselves that are deemed unacceptable or judgmental, right? So they'll reject those parts of themselves. And as a result, they will most usually be self-avoidant. And that leads to the next one, which is lack of self-awareness. You know, the spiritual realms, it's about exploring who you are and becoming more of who you are as you refine your character, as you raise your consciousness, and as you simply become more of like your higher self, who you were meant to be. So somebody who's lacking self or identifying with ego is going to lack self-awareness because ultimately you are not your ego. That's not who you are. You are that spiritual self. And finally, desperately need to assure that others change their viewpoints and become more like him or her. You know, their specific viewpoints are the ones that are correct and others are wrong. 
So you see a lot of similarities between somebody who is spiritually ego identified and somebody who's just regular ego identified, because ultimately it's the same idea. When we are ego identified, we are defended against our true selves. We are simply operating from the ego and not realizing that the ego is not who we are. It's a, it serves as a function. It's there to, to protect us and to help us survive. And that is great. That is important. No need to destroy the ego. The ego is not, not evil. It's not the enemy. As I see it, it's simply something that it houses our us as we grow and as we expand. And as we do that, the ego uh, dissolves and then transforms into something stronger and larger. So who we are is divine consciousness. We are a true, authentic, eternal spirit. And the nature of this spirit is presence. It's fully present. It's self-accepting, accepts everybody because it realizes that everybody is one. It's the same as itself. It's made up of the same thing. Uh, it's unconditionally loving towards all things, all people, all that is. Uh, it understands, it seeks to understand and not judge. It's always learning, always growing. You know, it knows it can always improve. So why would it be arrogant? Why would it be, you know, fixed? Ultimately, it's striving to grow and realize that there's always more. And therefore, it's important to be humble, realizing that, um, you know, your amount of knowledge you've accumulated doesn't define you as better or worse. It just simply is where you're holding. It has a vision. It, it sees what it wants. It sees with clarity where it's going with its life. And it loves where it's holding. So it realizes, okay, I may not be where my vision, you know, is eventually, but realizes that it's part of the growth journey. It's about the journey. It's not necessarily about the, the destination. You know, it embraces the shadows. It realizes that there's good, there's bad, there's parts of ourself that are, you know, not so lovable and seemingly detestable oftentimes. But it realizes that that's okay because we are human. It sees both the body and the spirit, you know, body, mind, spirit. It sees everything as a part of our spiritual evolution. So therefore, there's nothing that needs to be rejected or denied or deemed as bad or not needed. Uh, you know, it knows that it's a vessel for higher consciousness. It doesn't exist for itself. It doesn't take credit for divine consciousness. It realizes that it, it is able to absorb information and then give it over in a way that other people can understand it as opposed to simply using it to exploit, you know, to make money or to, to hurt people. You know, ultimately, it, because of that, it has humility and realizes it's just a vessel for divine consciousness. And finally, you know, the behaviors of somebody who's spiritually identified and the relationship patterns are an extension of their beliefs and spiritual attitudes. So they are one with their beliefs. They're one with what they know to be true and they are in integrity. They are authentic. They are who they are and ultimately their actions and their behaviors and their relationships uh, align with that. So if we are not aware of a spiritual ego, then chances are we are identifying with it and, and not even realizing it. You know, it's important to, let's say this is the first time you're realizing, oh, you know, I'm operating out of spiritual ego. I thought I was all, you know, holy or a spiritual, you know, I was, I was refined my character and, and chances are you were, but what happens is, is that the ego kind of sneaks its way in. It's very subtle. It doesn't make itself known. Oftentimes it guises itself in, oh, I'm just trying to protect you or keep you safe or, or you know, I'm just trying to make sure you survive. So it's important to, you know, not kill the ego, but rather see it as something that is, has a role, has a function and ultimately not allowing it to hijack you and just understanding that it's something to be paid attention to. And when you notice your ego, right, when you see the ego operating, that means that you are operating out of spirit because that means that you, the presence, it is behind the ego. It's not identifying with it. And once that's the case, once you see it doing its thing, you know, acting all negative or controlling or trying to protect you, then you can dial it down and take ownership of it and take responsibility for it, making sure that it does not become your primary, uh, who you identify with and primary identity. So, you know, the ego is, it's like a lens in which you view yourself in the world. You know, an ego death from that perspective of it being a lens, you know, when you are growing, when you're expanding your consciousness, the ego 
it seems like we're losing something, right? And oftentimes we, we feel terrified, you know, we're grieving, we're, we're sad, we're angry, we're losing control. But in, what's happening is, is that your, your mind is expanding so you can see a, a bigger picture of life and have a greater appreciation. In essence, you're elevating yourself. So when this happens, you know, if you don't know this is happening and your ego starts to die, you're going to freak out, you're going to start to try to protect your ego. Oh no, you know, it's going to be hurting, it's going to be painful because you're so attached to the ego being a certain way. But really, it's important to understand that when the ego dies, again, it doesn't die. It just transforms. And what you're doing is your lens is simply shattering so that you can then expand who you truly are and have a wider lens. And with a wider lens, you're able to see life, yourself, the world from a more God-conscious way, which allows you to realize how incredibly connected everything is. You know, the goal is to appreciate the ego which is essentially is the mind viewing the world through the eyes of the awareness it has. And that view is going to change. So don't become attached to that view and, and allow yourself to appreciate the view and realize that eventually you will expand. You'll be able to see, like I said, a bigger picture as you grow spiritually. So, you know, like I said several times, it's important to have an ego. An ego is not the enemy. It's not a bad thing from the way I perceive it. It's also very important to not get too attached to it, not to identify with it, you know, or reject it. It has a vital role to play. So the way I see it is make peace with it, right? So that leads me to how to navigate the spiritual ego. So let's say you are operating out of the spiritual ego. You find yourself being just spiritually arrogant, controlling spiritually. You know, you think you've had a couple of ego deaths and you're like, oh, I got this, right? And, and I, I know the spiritual realms. Uh, so this is really where the the ego will start to creep in. So first of all, it's important to understand you'll always have an ego. There's no, there's no, no one es escapes being a human being without an ego. So you'll always have an ego and the ego evolves as you shift. So it'll always be playing its role. So like I said, don't make an enemy out of it. See it as a part of you that, that needs to be there to keep you safe, to protect you. It's there to keep you grounded, to keep you in this world and allow it to shift with you. So I guess you can say make peace with it and, and just appreciate the function that it, it has. You know, know its job, know the function, but just also look out for the signs. Look out for the signs that your ego, your spiritual ego has creeped in and if you notice it has, with compassion, just correct it and continue to do that as you evolve. Like I said earlier, it's important to see it, you know, observe it and don't judge it. You know, don't fight with it. You know, ask questions about it. You know, why? Why are you doing that? Why are you defending that? Why are you thinking that? Why are you saying that? You know, with the question why, what you're doing is you're not rejecting it. You're opening a doorway to understand. And when you try to understand things, you can understand and get clarity what it's doing there. So that takes compassion because judgment is sort of just a rejection. It's not necessarily seeing it at a deeper level. So compassion allows you to ask, hey, why? Why is the ego operating in this way, in this primitive, seemingly childish way, seemingly destructive way? You know, get out of my way. Let me let me spiritually refine myself. Let me spiritually awaken. Why do you, got, you know, always got to be there, right? But that, that lacks compassion. So it's important to just ask understand and, and realize there's hidden agendas, maybe unconscious agendas that are always uh, at play and, and find out those unconscious ag agendas. And once you understand why you are operating that way, you are less intimidated and your spiritually awakening process happens a lot more uh, smoother. Next, it's important to embrace all of our darkness, our negative emotions, our shadows. You are a human being and there's no such thing as perfection, as spiritual perfection, as much as our spiritual ego wants to convince us that if we are spiritually perfect, then we'll finally get, you know, all the, the love or the validation or the money, whatever it is, whatever secondary gains the ego likes to attach itself to. Um, simply the negativity, we have the shadows, 
the, the, the parts of ourselves we're not proud of that we hide from ourselves or from other people, you know, this is a part of who we are. And it's up to us to create safety, to create compassion, a, a space of lack uh, of judgment for ourselves and accept our human self, our human being. Uh, and finally, you know, be brave and courageous enough to face everything about you. You know, we don't need labels. We don't need defense mechanisms uh, to protect ourselves. Let them go. You know, it takes a lot of courage to let go of things that we think we need to protect ourselves in the spiritual realms. As you navigate the spiritual realms, you become more and more aware of, of the fact that you don't need this ego to, to die, but rather it's something that it can help you along your process. But we also want to look out for it. So it, it can get tricky. Now, I want to finish off by saying that identifying with and operating from a spiritual ego can cause catastrophic damage. And you may not even realize the kind of damage that you, that a person, not you, or anyone causes. It could even be weaponized. And, you know, it's important to continuously, forever, for the rest of your life, ask these questions of what am I operating out of? You know, who am I? Is this really me? Uh, what are my unconscious motivations? Has my spiritual ego, you know, hijacked my consciousness? Has my mind taken over and made me believe that this is real or this is true? So much of self-awareness is understanding that many of the things that we do are not necessarily who we are. They are the ego that is defending itself and operating from a protective and survival-based mindset. And you see in so many different instances, spiritual narcissists and people who exploit the spiritual realms do catastrophic damage. They use like religion, they use spiritual jargon, popular spirituality, you know, toxic posit positivity, just denying their shadow self and really just operating from a false sense of self. And the people who follow these individuals are getting duped because while it looks spiritual, while it looks like the individual is doing the work, oftentimes they are not coming from a place of authenticity, but rather they are exploiting those who are less aware and less conscious. So that's why I believe it's so important to pay attention to how you might be duping yourself. How might you be operating out of this egoic self, trying to refine your character, trying to become more aware of your spiritual nature, trying to refine who you are as a person, you know, become more authentic, reach your highest self, reach your full potential. All these things could happen, but we need the ego. We need the spiritual ego to help us get there because we are human beings. We live in a body and that body has limitations and the ego is simply part of that body. It's, it's the mind. It's, it's something that we need to navigate this world. So work with it. Don't see it as the enemy. If this is something you are struggling with, you are most certainly not alone. I can honestly say that I have struggled with a spiritual ego for a long period of time. For many instances, I thought I was operating out of my authentic self, out of my you know, divine, spiritual, conscious spirit. Uh, however, in reality, my ego crept in until oftentimes I have a, a breakdown or someone brings it to my attention. And then I'm so extremely grateful to know that information so I can ultimately correct it and continue my pathway towards my highest self, towards evolution, to, towards refining my character. And if this is something that you would like to join me in doing, I'd be more than happy and honored to help you along this pathway so you can identify that spiritual ego, protect yourself while also using it as a tool to assist you on your journey to your higher self, to growth, to happiness, to joy, to interconnection and unconditional love. So feel free to reach out to me if you'd like assistance on your evolution, on your healing pathway, on your self-actualizing and growth journey. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. I want to thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best. Mm -hmm.